Welcome to the NFT Now podcast. Every Wednesday, we speak with trailblazing artists, collectors, and technologists about how NFTs are redefining the creative economy and how you can be a part. I'm Sam Heisel. I'm Alejandro Navia. And I'm Matt Medved, and we're on a mission to empower the creators of culture. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? How are we? Oh, fantastic. Que tal, Matt? The next guest really needs no introduction. So excited to have Fuocious on the podcast, one of the top crypto artists. I would argue the first real medium native superstar in the space. Going to talk to us about his upcoming Christie's auction, deeply personal subject, really, really special moment in this artist's career. What are you excited for? I'm really just looking to dive in deeper into the story. You know, I think there's some there's so much to dig through and there's so much being expressed in such a powerful way that I really want to hear the back end of it, you know, and seeing what surprises there are in terms of the Christie's auction. I know there's some big movements there. So looking forward to hearing it from uh, the horse's mouth. I'm really excited. For sure. And I think it's very special when art is coming from a place of true authenticity and expression and self-discovery. And I think that's exactly what we see here and super grateful uh, to have kind of gone into the the thinking and the process and the, the journey of the art itself. So without any further ado, Fawocious, one little quick note, though. Do have to plug the newsletter. If you haven't already signed up, nftnow.co. Sending out a weekly newsletter, some of our favorite developments in the space, artists we want to showcase and highlight. We're all about building community together. We're grateful that you're tuning in. But without any further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Fawocious. Victor, so happy to have you here in Miami with us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's so weird to see people that I've seen online in real life. (laughs) I think we're all kind of adjusting yeah, to that, right? Yeah. It's like a little like, hey, what's going on? And you're like, uh. it's like My you- favorite thing to do is estimate how tall. Like, I thought you were going to be like so tall. <laughs> I kept asking Nathaniel. I'm like, how tall is Matt? He, he must be super tall. He's like, no, he's still taller than you. And I'm like, no, he's like nine feet tall. <laughs> still, still working on it. I'm, I'm still eating my veggies. You know? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. You know. Yeah, it, it's something we're all kind of we're all kind of experiencing this like URL to IRL. Well, yeah, for the first time. And I think I think it was back in February that we spoke for the first time. And, you know, I was so was nervous. Only, yeah, that was only three months ago, but it feels like much longer, right? It feels like I mean, that was my first time ever talking to anyone really for anything. So <laughs> like when you were asking me questions where you actually did research, I was like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) research. Of course, of course. Well, I'm honored to hear that and super glad to have you here. Just catch me up on a little bit. Like, like how how are you doing? How are you you feeling? It's a lot has happened in that time, right? It's been a bit of a whirlwind. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know where I was at at that point when I talked to you. I think it was like right before the two feet drop or right after the two feet drop. Oh, it's right after. Oh my God. So I was working on the artifact shoes. Oh man, so much. I knew I had the artifact drop lined up. Then I had the two feet drop and it was just working, 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 drawing, drawing, drawing. And the artifact drop kind of made me have a little (laughs) like, what is art? What am I doing? Because there's shoes, right? I didn't want it to just be shoes. So I was like, how do I get three pairs of shoes to tell a story? <laughs> and then I was like doing research on like leather and all this stuff. And it made me be really late to the deadline. <laughs> the artifact guys were like, hey, so 
where's the art? And I was like, sorry, I was doing philosophy research. And they're like, yeah. okay, we understand. And then from there, I had the collab drop with my friends. And then it was just, I didn't stop <laughs> to like think a lot. It was just like, work on this, do this, do this. And every single thing was bigger than the last. And I was just losing my mind. Can't believe that this is real, that I don't even know. And here I am now. <laughs> slow down, but also not slow down at all. It, it, only, it, 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 uh, it never really does slow down, does it? No. Wow. Well, it's an exciting time, and that's for sure. And I think uh, of how you brought up Fuo Shoes, the, the artifact drop there. I, I personally loved how it really kind of blended the, the IRL with the kind of digital worlds. When you think about, um, I mean, if you could even just speak a little bit through like the initial inspiration of that project and what excited it, excited you about it. And then also on a kind of a bigger level, like the intersection of IRL and, and how the physical and digital world are intersecting by way of NFTs. Like what excites you about that convergence going forward? Uh, when I was little, I love shoes. So we would, Not alone. we would go to Foot Locker and my family couldn't afford all the Jordans and I'd go to school and all the kids would have their new Jordans and I'd be so jealous. They'd flex on me. And I would just go to Foot Locker to like hold the shoes, smell the shoe. I'd watch like shoe unboxing videos yep. or custom paint shoe videos. And I was like, shoe. As I got older, I was like, well, if I spend money on a shoe and I paint it really good and I can sell it, then it's like a little business. I can maybe make money while holding the Jordans I've always wanted. Maybe mm -hmm. I can't wear them, but I can paint them and make them look cooler. So I would do that all the time. No one ever bought the shoes, no one cared. <laughs> but I've always just liked shoes. And when I saw Artifact in the space, I was like, oh, that's smart. What they're doing is so smart. How they use social media. I was a big fan from afar just because I could tell that they were gonna do something crazy. Mm -hmm. And I would bother them. I'd reply to their stuff all the time. And then one day, Benoit slid in my DMs, but I didn't know Benoit ran the social media account. I thought it was just like, I thought it was some big major company and they were like sneaking in. And I was like, I don't know, whatever they're doing is smart though. <laughs> and so they DM me and I'm like, oh snap, Artifact DM me. And I like go tell my friends, I'm like, yo, Artifact <laughs> DM me. And they're like, who's Artifact? I'm like, let me show you. And I showed like a video where they did crazy AR stuff. Later on, I get on a Zoom call and Benoit's like, hey, with this French accent. He's like, hey, it was me. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and it's just like these four dudes like in their room in different places in the world. And they're like, now it's just us <laughs> and like some of our buddies. But this is what it is. And they just told me everything that they do and their true passion for it and not wanting to become some like conglomerate. It's like, no, we care about the kids and the community and growing together. And I thought that was crazy. And then they proposed the idea of doing a shoe together. They're like, we know how to make shoes, but we want someone to do like crazy visuals. And we think it's you. And then that was like November or something. And then we just kept talking every month. We're like, let's do a Christmas drop. And then we're like, no, that's too gimmicky. And then January came and it's like, oh, let's do this. And it's like, nah. And then back and forth, back and forth until it turned into what it turned into, which I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's a really epic 
journey and exploration of that digital like what are some of the kind of like the guidance that you take for yourself as to who you collaborate with you've had some incredible collaborations you know you've had Parrot, jonathan wolf in terms of the artists and doing some really fun stuff with your friends and elevating other voices as well and you've done some great stuff with like meme and you've also done uh, artifacts so like what's your criteria for these collaborations and like what What's a brand that you're looking forward to collabing with and who's an artist that is out there right now that you're kind of crushing on that you want to like collab with them in the future? Mm, that's hard. I feel like when it comes to collabing, it's just are they doing something insane? Like with Two Feet, now you've seen more musicians come in this space. But at the time, there wasn't it was like Blau, RAC and then like some musicians, but Two Feet... I, th I thought it was a really big deal. Like, oh, look at these numbers, platinum artists coming in this space. I'm like, that's so cool that he's coming into this space. He doesn't know what's going to happen. <laughs> like, that's a risk for him. It could totally flop. And I'm like, sure, I'll do this. I like his music. I listened to his music when I was little. And I said, okay, let's do it. And then meme, I like that it was for the community. Like, you didn't have to spend, you know, my art did become a higher price range where people couldn't afford it. But with meme, it's like, oh, you could pay point whatever one ETH and get my art. Hell yeah, that's so cool. So I feel like with collaborations, it's just, is it something different? Is it something new? Do I love it? And as far as collabing with someone right now that I have a little crush on, I don't know. I have crushes on everybody <laughs> for different reasons. It's like, I don't know, I like everyone. It's hard. I'm always sharing art. It's a good way to be. It's a good way to be. <laughs> well, speaking of sharing art, let's talk a little bit about um, your Big Christie's uh, auction. I know that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Take, take a glass of water. The Big C. I know that it explores a subject that's deeply personal for you. And, yes. um, and I'd love to hear, in your words, um, the artistic inspiration behind it. So I'm trans. I'm transgender. When I was born, my name is Victoria, and I hated that. I hated who I was, well, who I was told I was, and I never felt right. I hated wearing dresses. I hated that I couldn't cut my hair. I hated that my mom would say that I can't be a certain way because it's not girly enough. I'm not a true woman. Or why am I trying to act like a man? And I, I hated that. It hurt. <laughs> and my whole life, I felt like I was an actor acting for my family. And, you know, in all my art, it's like you see like a, a woman and a man like fighting and they all look like love stories, but none of them are love stories. It's like Victor and Victoria, the nifty drop. I thought I was going to hide <laughs> coming out for a while just because I was nervous how the community would take it. I'm like, if the community finds out I'm trans, are they going to like stop buying my art or what's going to happen? And I got really nervous. And it was, oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> and I was like, will people not like me anymore if they know who I am? And so I did the Victor Victoria piece. And I'm like, this is a test <laughs> to see what y'all think. And that piece is my highest selling piece. I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my highest selling piece, the highest editions uh, minted. I think a lot of people think it's a love story, but it's like, no, it's literally me trying to shoot myself in the head <laughs> in different versions of my life. And with this Christie's drop, it's like, man, I'm an artist. My 
goal, my dream in life was to tell my story and to put my feelings out there. I didn't know what was going to happen and I can't believe all the success happened, but I refuse to live a life where I'm just hiding myself all the time, telling stories where I have to hide. I want to really show who I am because when I was little, if it wasn't for the internet, I don't think I would know I'm trans. And you know, seeing people on YouTube or on Instagram being like, hey, I'm transgender. Here's what I went through. I was like, oh, I'm not crazy. Like, I'm not alone. There's other people like me. So if I can be the artist that's like, hey, I'm transgender. Look what you can do. You could be like one of the top selling artists in the space. You can do this. Look, I made shoes. I'm a designer now. What? <laughs> and so my life <laughs> was the the inspiration for the job. Absolutely. And uh, I, I know that you um, also you know, posted, you know, about trans rights on, on Instagram. And I'm curious to, to hear, like, what has the response been from the community? Because I know, you, as you said, you were scared at first. I was really surprised. Everyone was so nice. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was nervous all this time. And everyone was like, yeah, <laughs> go. <laughs> I'm so happy you're saying something. And it was really relieving. I thought everyone was going to be like, unfollow, I hate you. Ugh. That didn't happen. It was like three people who were like, eh. And I was like, mm, bye. <laughs> but I didn't get sad. I was just so overwhelmed at the immediate response of, yes, do that. <laughs> I love you. I like your art. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. You know, I mean, I, I, it is a, an amazing community we have here in NFT space. I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a very open-minded community. And, and, but I'm really glad to hear that it, that it, um, that it played out that way and, and that you felt that support um, because it's definitely there. Take us through the pieces themselves in the Christie's, uh, in the Christie's auction too. If you can kind of briefly tell us what they mean to you. So the entire collection is each year of my life. So there's five pieces. It starts from age 14 to age 18. And 14 years old is called It Hurts to Hide. And then that is just about like questioning my identity and then realizing I have to hide from my family and I'm behind a closet door trying to get out. And then 15, I'm like wearing a dress and my culture, like the quinceanera and celebrating becoming a woman. And it's like, I don't want to celebrate becoming a woman. I don't even feel like I'm a woman. So it's that whole internal struggle where it's like, I'm being told this is who I am and I don't know anything different, but I know that I don't feel that way. So I'm acting and it's like me like forcing a smile in the piece. And then there's like audio on it and I'm like crying. It sounds crazy. <laughs> and then 16 years old is called When a Child Feels Lost. And it's when I was really suicidal when I was 16 years old because I was like, I don't want to act my whole life. If I have to be accepted in this world, pretending to be someone I'm not, then I don't want to be in this world. And I thought about suicide all the time. And literally the only reason why I didn't die is because I was drawing my feelings and it distracted me from like all those bad thoughts. And so that piece is just me like reliving that. And I, there's a tombstone that says Victoria Lang Lois because if I died, my tombstone would say Victoria and no one would have ever known like that I'm Victor when my true identity. 17 is his name is Victor. And it's like me accepting myself, who I am, trans colors everywhere. And then at the top, I write a letter to any trans boys reading the piece. And it's like, dear little brother, 
do you remember the first time you felt alone? And then at the end, I write, I love you. I'm so happy you're alive. And it's just a message to myself that I'm happy I didn't die, <laughs> but also to anyone who might be younger or older, reading it, being like, wow, like, look at what you can do. And I don't know. And then 18 years old is I taught myself how to fly because I have a piece called The Day I Decided to Fly. I can decide something but not know how to do it. So I taught myself. <laughs> those are some really beautiful themes in those different ages. Was there any one of those themes that are kind of like a first time that you're exploring it, the first time that you're actually bringing it forward? I feel like his name is Victor, 17 years old, was the weirdest one because I had to accept myself in a piece and I'm so used to being sad in my art. And it's like, I'm making a happy piece <laughs> about just being me. And it's just my face. Like, it looks like me. And I just put cool colors over it. And it was weird to just do a happy piece. And I felt happy doing it. And I'm like, whoa, you can make happy art? <laughs> well, like, is this the beginning of something new in your, in your evolution as an artist? I think so. I was thinking about this the other day. I was always making art to escape from my sadness. But right now, this is that I'm talking to y'all. We're doing a <laughs> podcast. It's being recorded. We're posting it. Someone's listening. What? Like, <laughs> what, what kind of... We're surprised, too. <laughs> like, what a dream. Like, how cool is that? I'm the happiest I've ever been. And now when I make art, it's like, well, I don't feel sad. What do I write about or what do I draw about? And I've been drawing about like loving myself because it's so easy. Like, I feel like when you see like an Instagram post, it's like, you need to love yourself. It looks really cheesy, but it's so true. Like I sat down the other day and I was like, do I love myself? And I was like, well, I like myself. I don't want to die. Like, I, I like being here. But it's like, do I love myself? Do I accept all these little things about me? Why am I mean to myself sometimes? And then I just, like, drew about that and really accepting me and forgetting about, like, family and all that other stuff. So I think it's now, wow, there's no other factors. It's just me. What does that mean? Yeah. I think. No, that that's so powerful, too, because I think it's um, as much as you're expressing yourself through your art it's big it sounds like it's been this introspective journey of, of uh really trying to understand yourself ex kind of become exposed be vulnerable with yourself share that with the world and it's empowered you with this sense of confidence and i mean i think that is inspiring and i think the best art across art like even if you're listening to a great song some of the best songs are the, the most vulnerable the, the, where the lyrics are diving into the, the hardest things. And I think the fact that you're making sure that you're staying true to that authenticity is like so powerful and is we're just barely scratching the surface. So I want to take a second just to share some gratitude there. So thank you. In that vein, when you think about kind of the, the journey so far, and we kind of spoke about this for a second, but like you're, you have a, a drop at Christie's now. Like you were, back in the day, you were going to Foot Locker looking at these J's. <laughs> now you're dropping your own shoe and like have the Christie's. Like how how does... How does that feel? And is that inspiring you for what's next? And I mean, what's just kind of this this roller coaster ride been like? And what does it have you looking forward to as you kind of look into the future? I can't believe I'm 18 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so stunned when my manager Andrew called me and he's like, Christie's, they replied. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, he was like, yeah, I emailed them and they replied really fast. <laughs> he was like, they were going to email you, but they were just, I don't know why they took so long. So I emailed them and I'm like, oh, <laughs> and 
from there, it's just talking to Noah at Christie's just every day, thinking of concepts. And one day Andrew was like, just put together a deck to show to him what you want to do. And then we'll go from there. And so I did the all the years of my life. And then after that, we're like, what else could we add? And I was like, what if I did paintings for all of the NFTs that are me now reflecting on that age? So now it's NFTs per year and then a physical painting per year. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, what else can we do? <laughs> and then we're like, what if we did actual drawings I did from when I was 14 years old or 15 years old with that as well? Okay, what else can we do? <laughs> and then it was like, what if I design houses <laughs> and each collector who buys an NFT gets a house <laughs> trunk that I designed and the painting will go inside. And so I drew up little like house designs and we've been talking to like people who make old school like suitcase trunk things and like all these different companies trying to figure out how to actually do this. And it's insane. I can't believe there's a Christie's drop. It still hasn't like hit me yet. I can't believe that they're letting me do everything that I'm doing. Or like when I showed them the 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 fifteen or the sixteen year old piece, it's really sad. There's like a noose. It's terrible. Like so sad. I'm like, are they gonna say no? Because <laughs> it's so messed up. And they're like, this is the story. This is your life. Thank you for telling the story. And I was like, oh my god, y'all are just letting me tell my story. I've I've never been allowed to tell my story. It's always been like shut up (laughs) or go hide in your room and go draw. And then I would post it and no one would see it or no one would really read it. And now it's like, no, show the world who you are and make this the most detailed thing you can make. And so I did that. And it's weird that people care. How was that for you? Like like walk walk us through that process of liberation. I'm really happy, you know, but... (laughs) I went in a really dark place, but purposely. I was like, I can't make it from this point of view. Like, (laughs) if I'm a draw 14 years old, I'm a draw 14 years old. I want to feel the way I felt when I was 14. I want to smell the things I smelled when I was 14. I want to hear the things. So I watched all the old movies, listened to old songs, ate the same food. I tried to find clothes I had. I um, went because I don't talk to my family anymore. I went to all their Facebooks and just looked at all their pictures. I have <laughs> videos of like my family yelling at me. <laughs> so I would like listen to it and be like, oh, sad. And get as sad as I, I felt like a method actor, like getting as sad as I could get and then just working off of that sadness. And I, I think it worked. <laughs> Victor, you know, you, you took the words out of my mouth with method actor, you know, and I, and I remember from our previous conversation how you told me how you almost employ sort of like a screenplay approach when you're when you're doing your creative process and thinking about um, your your works. Tell me a little bit about um, that process. And also, do you envision yourself like stepping into that into the world of film and and, uh, and, and doing any projects in that space? I'm really happy you brought that up because I would have forgot. So my art has so much like year 14 has like a witness stand when I was in court testifying against my father. And then there's the dress and there's like a caution tape thing where I wrote in Spanish and English and there's a picture frame on the wall. And it's like if I drew that, 
I would just see a little square and I'd be like, what is that square? And I'd erase it because I wouldn't know what it is. So I have to write it down so I can be like, oh, the square is a picture frame and I have to actually make it look like a picture frame. So every piece I just like wrote down exactly what it looks like and then I draw it and make it look as cool as I can make it look. And then I just keep going and keep going. And movie wise, yeah, that's something I've been like talking about, yelling about. I think that's like the next evolution I don't know how I would do that, but I got ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we're here for those. Very excited. That's awesome. And when you think about, I mean, you're already speaking to different mediums of art, and I know you already have worked across plenty of different mediums. When you think about, I know like NFTs as a medium is incredibly broad, and that's part of the beauty is that it enables so many different types of art to thrive. What excites you most about the medium of NFTs as a, as a means of expressing your art? That I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> well like, played. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've been talking to robotics companies. I'm like, I want to build a robot. <laughs> and like, what if we made a painting that is alive and the collector can like control it, like async, but like real life. And you see an actual painting move and you can control the painting and emote. I don't even know. Yeah, We haven't gone into it yet, but yeah, the NFT space is awesome just because my brain is crazy and I always want to do crazy things. But I was always like, how do I live off of this? And now it's like, oh, I, I can literally do whatever I want in a good way. Like I could just come up with the gnarliest creation and figure out a way to connect it all and use technology. And I feel like the technology is like the new like paintbrush or like the new mm-hmm. tool yeah. because I don't know, you look at Picasso and all these amazing artists and they used what they had to make amazing art. And it's like, who am I to sit here with this infinite, the internet, NFTs, like the blockchain, like all this amazing technology. Who am I as an artist to sit there and not use it? So mm-hmm. I want to use it as much as I can. I noticed that about you, like on a lot of your videos in terms of like your fast frame videos, you have, you're watching AI talks or like, um, you know, I see like you geeking out. There's a little Easter eggs everywhere that on your, in, in your videos, but like, what is one topic of technology that, um, that's incredibly fascinating for you that, that you're just like, I can't wait to get my hands on this as well. I mean, artificial intelligence, wild. If I could not complete artificial intelligence, but just like robots, all that stuff. So much of my art is about life. If I could like make something almost living, but in a different way. I feel like sometimes people do that and I like, I don't like it. There's not enough soul. So I just want to add that. <laughs> I'd love to hear your thoughts on the metaverse because that <gasps> is that is a like a Pandora's <gasps> box of creativity, right? To be able to achieve any of these ideas. So. What's what is what does that look like for you? What what are you gonna do? Oh, I just bought. I keep saying just. It was now. It's been months ago. I bought like three parcels in Somnium. Mm. I love Somnium. I love VR. But I'm just thinking about like we're gonna have like chips in our brain and then the metaverse. Is, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I believe in the metaverse so hard. It's undeniable. Like we're all on our phones all the time and. Once you can show people what can happen, then everyone's going to love it. It's going to be scary because we're all going to love it so much and it's going to be so perfect that it's like, whoa, I don't want to get stuck in this. (laughs) But I mean, I love the metaverse, like sculptures, VR sculptures and 
stuffed like I was walking on a painting and in real life you can't walk on a painting you'll mess up the painting but in the metaverse you could like walk on an animation and it doesn't matter you could swim in it too right exactly we can have like our next podcast be hosted inside an elephant you know absolutely super dope inside a painting yeah Yeah. exactly so uh, a lot of these metaverses and a lot of this world you're you're one of the first crypto native artists for oh. nfts right like it's what i mean by that is a lot of your earnings come from crypto right how do you manage hodling are you turning oh crypto God. into fiat like what what's going on in that world um well when i started i wasn't 18 years old yet mm-hmm. so i couldn't make any of the accounts where you can, where you can right, like right. turn it to fiat. Terms and services. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried. I tried every loophole. It, didn't, it did not work. I was like, I can do it. I couldn't. And so I had to wait. So then I hodled. And then now, because I had to, and I was really mad. I was like, I want a new laptop. <laughs> I was angry as hell. I was like, I want the new laptop. I can't get it. I'm just using this busted tablet. <laughs> I have money, but I can't transfer. And then now that I'm 18, I'm like, I like holding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to. I'm also curious to hear, looking looking kind of into the future, the next like five years of NFTs oh. and with Knowing that, knowing that what has happened in the past three months, we probably couldn't have ever f- foreseen. Rather than asking you what you think will happen, like what what do you what would you like to see happen in this um, space? I feel like NFTs are really awesome, <laughs> and I feel like within five years, I hope it gets to a point where it's like on the internet, where there's like the www, but like no one says that. You just say like the rest. So I hope that NFT NFTs get to that point where it's like standard. And then you just know it's like that. And then you just buy it. And it's just so everyone gets it. That's what I hope. And what I feel like will happen is just sometimes I'm like, I feel like it's a little bit too niche. We got (laughs) to make it like a little bit easier for other people to get. But it's hard, too, because there's like people coming in the space trying to take advantage of what we have. And it's like, no, stop doing that. Let's actually like build something amazing that could like change the world. But I don't know. People don't be seeing that. <laughs> it makes me mad. Well, one, one other question I had for you was, you know, obviously you started making art and making NFTs at a time when there wasn't all this mainstream attention on it, right? And now there's been, you know, now it's been on SNL. Now it's it's like, you know, people know of it and all that. What would you say to like a young artist who's, you know, you know who's looking to make their mark on the space, but is now doing it in this con- in this context? which is a bit of a different context than than uh, than when when you started started like really be yourself i always like yell at my not yell i'm always <laughs> i always like tell my friends like make videos do videos and they're like oh. <laughs> nathaniel makes videos but like i i always yell at him cuz i'm like i like me going on twitter i have the worst attention span i'm like i don't want to read i hate reading but if there's a video i'll click on it for like a few seconds and then I'll click off, <laughs> but I might click back on it and see what you have to say, especially if I haven't seen you before. I don't really know what a lot of people in the space look like. I mean, it doesn't even have to be your face. If it's just like some video where you're talking about your art and saying why you like it or your process or whatever, then hell yeah, I want to learn more about your art. I, how would I know? There's so much out there. Like, tell me. It's. I feel like as an artist, it feels really icky. I used to hate it. I'm like, like, 
this is my art. Ugh, I feel gross. But it's like, it will be gross if you're doing it like, you know, like, give me money away. That's gross. But if you're like, hey, like, look at this cool thing I did. I'm excited about it. Here's why. Did you know that I spent nine hours doing this detail? I'd be like, no, I didn't. How would I know? But like, you people got to know those things. And so that's my advice. Just like, tell people what you're doing in a genuine way. Totally. Like the difference between shilling and storytelling. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And as we start to come towards a close, I think the path and what you've done so far is truly incredible. And we're just incredibly excited about what's to come. When you think about different goals you have or, or dreams you want to bring to life. What, what's what's on your mind? What are you what are you trying to, to manifest? Well, with the Christie's auction, I really like talking about being trans because I feel like it's this thing that, I don't know, it's like people talk about it, but I never had that much exposure to it when I was little. And I would like it to be normal for like little kids to just like know what being transgender means. And it's not a weird, icky, taboo subject. It's like, oh, how do you feel? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Let's talk about your feelings. So if I can be part of that conversation and let some kid know that like, oh, you can make art and follow your dreams, but also like you can question your identity and like do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. So if I could be part of those conversations and I'm going to keep doing those and just telling my story and then just like tell stories because that's what art is, you know, whatever medium, whatever, just tell stories. Robots and AI coming up next. That's right. That's right. Wow. Well, beautiful. Truly is. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Keep up all the amazing work and uh, truly special. So very excited to see what continues to come. Thank you so much. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, Victor. So glad to have you. Well, that was an incredibly powerful conversation. I'm just so happy to hear that Fiwo is, uh, you know, finally able to be himself and feels the love from the community and feels love from us. And I um, am really, really grateful that he walked us through what is such a deeply personal and impactful artistic series in this Christie's auction. How about you? Yeah, man, I Matt, similarly, I think Victor did a great job at bringing out the most raw, most vulnerable, most bravest parts of who he is and his evolution as an artist and as a human being. Um, it was really powerful and really touching. You know, I think like he touched on a similar topic of suicide and like battling that at 16. I heard that voice of myself. So like just shout out to the community that if anybody needs any help, reach out. There's support systems around your community. You know, reach out. We'll put together a list for our notes at the end. But there's some resources out there for you guys. And I love that. Victor's just really showing up as himself and being a, a beacon and a pillar for so many. Yeah, no, it's truly powerful. And I think there's a, the success story is that being yourself wins and, and being confident like that. The journey is, is never easy, nor is anything worthwhile. Um, but through trust in yourself and expression, beautiful things happen. You put positive karma into the world and it comes back. So there you have it. Really appreciate y'all for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Thank you.